Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely awesome Independence Day, July 4th, 2023. It's a great day. It's been 247 years since the Declaration of Independence was officially adopted by Congress, and I've got some history I'm going to cover here and just kind of remind people what this country was built on and what it really officially started on. (laughs) It started on freedom and honor, and there's a lot of things that I think people need to continually look back on from history to be reminded what this country has been through and what it took to get this country as magnificent as it was and why it is so important that we continually demand those freedoms and those rights be respected by any and all. There's something that's very interesting. As I was talking to a buddy last night, and we were just kind of having an old school history lesson about a lot of the stuff that started all of this. And, you know, I've talked about it in detail, and I'm going to talk about it again here, is, you know, the Battle of Lexington and Concord that started the American Revolutionary War, that the battles April 19, 1775 in the Providence of Massachusetts Bay and within the towns of Lexington and Concord. And what's interesting about this, a lot of people don't understand what actually started this engagement, is that the Massachusetts colonial government started to form what was called the Provincial Congress and started calling for local militias to train for possible hostilities with regulators or redcoats. Because the British had become so invasive, and you can see this in depictions of certain films that are pre-Revolutionary War and going into it, on how the British would pretty much do anything they wanted. They would go into a bar or a pub, and all the redcoats would essentially run up a bill. They wouldn't pay it. They'd come over to property, and they'd say, listen, you've got a nice 10-bedroom house here on your plantation. Uh, You have to house all the British soldiers in here, and you've got to do all of their laundry, and you've got to feed them. There's no pay. You're not getting anything for it. You're just going to do it because they looked at the colonials as lesser of people. They thought that they were basically beneath them. And what happened is this started to become problematic with a whole host of other issues. And so what happened was under Lieutenant Colonel Francis Smith from the basically whose red coat, about 700 British Army regulators went into Boston and were given secret orders to capture and destroy the colonial's military supplies. They went in and told them to get all the ball and powder and all the rifles and essentially disarm them. That's what started the Revolutionary War was disarmament. <laughs> and what happened was through effective intelligence gathering, the Patriot leaders received word weeks before that essentially their supplies were going to be at risk and they moved most of them to other locations. Then what happened was when the warning of the British expedition was sent from Boston to militias in the area, including through Paul Revere, the British are coming, everybody knows Samuel Prescott also, the initial mode of the Army's arrival by water was signaled from the old North Church in Boston to Charlestown using lanterns to communicate one if by land, two if by sea. The first shots were fired just as the sun was rising at Lexington. Eight militiamen were killed, including Robert Monroe, their third in command. The British suffered only one casualty in this first engagement. The militia was outnumbered, fell back, and the regulators proceeded on the Concord, where they broke apart into companies to search for supplies. They found very little. At the North Bridge in Concord, approximately 400 militia engaged 100 regulators from three companies of the King's troops at about 11 a.m., resulting in casualties on both sides. The outnumbered regulators fell back from the bridge and rejoined the main body of British force 
forces in Concord. The British forces begin their march to Boston after completing their search for military supplies. Gunfire erupted again between both sides and continued throughout the day as regulators marched towards Boston. Upon returning to Lexington, Lieutenant Colonel Smith's expedition was rescued by reinforcements under Brigadier General Hugh Percy. The combined forces over 1,700 men marched back to Boston under heavy fire under tactical withdrawal, which eventually reached the safety of Charleston. The accumulated militiamen then blockaded the narrow landing access to Charlestown and Boston, starting the siege of Boston. And this is how it begun. And what's interesting about this is, you know, what we look at today with the Declaration of Independence that was officially adopted by Congress on July 4, 76, it was written for a very specific reason, and it addressed a significant amount of grievances. And what's also interesting about this is this was done over a year after they had already been in heavy combat. So this wasn't something – the Declaration of Independence wasn't something that they were sitting around a bonfire one night and all of a sudden like, hey, let's just write up some stuff. Let's just, you know, let's just get it off our chest and send it to King George. No, they had been working on this for an extremely extensive period of time, and they wanted to make sure that this was official. This was legitimate. And what's interesting, this is what it reads. I'm going to read you guys the beginning part of it, so a lot of people don't ever read it. It's the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. This is the Declaration of Independence brought on by Congress July 4, 1776. It says, when in the course of human events – it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among those powers of earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the laws and the nature's God entitled them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind require that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Now, why did they put that at the very beginning? This was, again, what I referred to earlier as the British looked down upon the colonialists as lesser of people. They were lower class, essentially peasants. This is why they started out with this, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed meaning the people, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness, prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invents a design to reduce them under absolute depotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let the facts be submitted to a candid world. And then it goes into detail. 
He has refused the right to assent to laws in the most wholesome and necessary for the public good, and it goes through all the different things that King George has been doing in detail. And I, I don't have time to read all that stuff, and I'll link it on the website if you guys want to read this. And so they made this very candid. We've been doing this. We've been suffering. We've been under the hand of the British law, and we have essentially no longer going to take it anymore. We're done. This is over with now. We're, we're, we have continually tried to talk. We've tried to negotiate, and you will do nothing other than keep us under tyranny. And this is what did this. And what's crazy about this is, you know, this wasn't something that just occurred and, you know, oh, it was over with and we were done with it. No, it started April 1775. You know, this war, this combat went on for nine years. You know, it didn't end until what, I think 1783. When they had effectively won their independence after basically France got involved and it turned into an international conflict, the fighting didn't formally end until 1783. This, you know, nine years of combat almost. That's a long time. I mean, that's a lot of resolve to continue this. And so, this is what I think well, so many people and so many younger kids now are no longer taught is that nobody has the right in the United States to put their thumb on top of you and say, you can't say this. You can't say that. You can essentially do this, but you're not allowed to do this because I said so. This is what we slowly watch creep into the United States, and we watched this very, very blatantly during COVID when we had a group of individuals who then started to think they were above everyone else in this country, that suddenly there were rules for thee and not for me. You had governors telling people they weren't allowed to leave their homes and they had to wear a mask at any and all times they were anywhere outside of their house. But yet then there's videos of them, like Gavin Newsom, having parties at his winery with 15, 20 people, nobody wearing a single mask while everybody else is locked down. This doesn't, this doesn't go along. This doesn't roll. This doesn't vibe with the United States. This is why it is so important to understand when you start having groups that start saying that essentially they're more important than others – that they need an entire month to be celebrated for their perversion, that you cannot say anything opposing what they do, but they can do anything they want publicly. Again, this does not go along with the honor and respect and basis of the United States. And so that's why it's very important that people continue to understand our history and base it on that. You know, Dad made a very valid point yesterday, and he talked about how certain people are, have brought up topics of you know the Constitution and Bill of Rights and how this stuff is antiquated and how it needs to be addressed. Here's the problem. If you change one single aspect of it, it's going to unravel like an old cotton sweater. It's going to fall apart because as soon as you start allowing people to come in and formally change it, that will be the very end. We've already watched it <laughs> be degraded in some forms and brought down by simply this administration and many others and so much compromising through the alphabet agencies, including the CIA, the ATF, and the FBI. We've watched these things happen now. And so you again, ask yourself the question. Read the Declaration of Independence again. What does it mean to you? What do you feel like it's saying to you? I'm just, I just read it. That's, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not giving you my opinion on it. I'm reading you what it was. Read it again and understand what they're saying and what the requirements are of a republic in order to maintain it. I encourage you to do the same, and I encourage you to enjoy your July 4th day-to-day. But also remember why we celebrate it and what we need to continue to do to maintain it and what you're willing to do to maintain it. Something I just wanted to start off with this morning, I really appreciate all the continued support from our Health Masters listeners. I told you guys yesterday the Freedom 5 coupon is active. 
We sent out an email yesterday on it, and I want to address this because somebody had brought it up to me. The email went out, and basically there were 33 hours left before the sale is over, and Steve brought that up in the email. And I had a listener ask me about that. And they said, are you trying to talk, you know, talk about 33 degree masons? Are you trying to bring that up in the, the email for the coupon code? The answer is no. That was just a glitch Steve put out there basically because there were 33 hours left. There's no basis of that. You guys already know my stance on Freemasonry and you already know my stance on numerology. That was just a glitch with an email that we sent out yesterday for a coupon code. So please don't read into that any more than it was. Wanted to give everybody a very clear cut hourly basis how many hours are left in this coupon code to basically celebrate July 4th and Independence Day. So again, if you want to grab anything on the website, if you want to get anything stocked up, be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. The Berberine Ultimate is on sale as product of the week. Incredibly good formula I've told you guys about before. Be sure if it's something you're interested in as far as burning body fat, getting blood sugar under control, really, really good. That's a dihydroberberine that's much more bioactive than regular berberine. So be sure to check that out and use the Freedom 5 coupon on any regular priced products on the website at healthmasters.com. So I thank you again for supporting Health Masters. Hope you guys have a fantastic Independence Day today. And how are you doing today, Dad? I'm doing great. Happy for the July. And by the way, this show is live. Yes, it we is. Are, we, we are working <laughs> today. I mean, you guys, you know, well, they taped this a few days ago. No, this is no, this we didn't. live. No, uh, and, uh, and also, you know, the reason, here's, here's what's funny. You know, I mean, if we'd have put 32 hours you know, as far as left for the sale, somebody would have sent us an email. Can't you guys count as 33 hours? And I'm like, oh, gosh. I remember one time I was on with uh, Herman Bailey on Channel 22, and I remember I had a tie on. And it was the same tie I'd worn the last time. And somebody emails me. and no, They didn't email me. They actually sent me a letter because it was so long ago. And they said, you wore the same tie twice, and we don't like that tie. You need to change, you need to change your tie. And I'm like, do you not have anything better to do than to fuss about my tie? I mean, I, I, mean, I like this tie. And so, you know, we try our best to be as compliant with you guys and do as, and make as many people happy as we can. But I've learned something a long time ago. You can make some of the people happy some of the time. But you can't make all of the people happy all of the time. You know, you know how I feel about Freemasonry. You know how Austin feels about it. We have done entire shows hammering it and hammering it and hammering it and hammering it. It's all part of the synagogue of Satan. And so uh, we wouldn't be out here telling you all of that. <laughs> We were promoting it. So just, uh, oh, my gosh. But just, you know, just cut us some slack. And then I think Steve sent another email out. It was going to be 29 hours left. So it's kind of like a countdown for the sale. So thanks for supporting Health Masters. And, you know, and, and don't don't be reading stuff into stuff that we do. I mean, we don't, we don't do that kind of stuff. I mean, we're like one of the only shows out there that's really kind of just telling you guys the way it is. You know, yesterday's show, and you know, it was pretty, I guess we can compliments on yesterday and Monday's show. And I got so many compliments on last Friday's show, in which we went into detail about the New World Order, all the other things. And then, of course, all of last week, the shows were just off the chain. We had, I think, two or three green shows last week. So when you guys – here's what a green show is. A green show is – you'll see it sometimes in the comment section. It's a show that's suitable for re-airing. In other words, if we decide to someday take a vacation, which seemed like a long time ago, and we decided to have, have to take a two-week break and just, just play, play tapes, we could play those green shows, and you guys would be blessed by them because they're, they're able to be replayed over and over and over again. So that's why we label them sometimes green show. When you see something labeled as a green show in the archives, that means it's a pretty good show, and you guys should really enjoy it. But I want to further continue with what's going on with Austin as far as what's happening with the United States and, and what the people are and what they believe, et cetera. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that Americans are just now realizing the true meaning of Independence Day. However, only 59% know the real history of the 4th of July. 
That's according to a new one poll survey that tested the patriotic knowledge of a thousand U.S. respondents and 99 percent of whom identified as either a born or naturalized U.S. citizen. When asked what the 4th of July is meant to officially commemorate, only 59 percent gave the correct answer, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Although 41 percent got the question wrong, 22 percent came close. Similarly, only 45 percent correctly answered the year the very first organized celebration of independence took place, which was 1777, a year after the Declaration of Independence was signed. And at night, there was a grand exhibition of fireworks, which began and concluded with 13 rockets on the commons, and the city was beautifully illuminated. The, now, that sounds like – well, never mind. The Pennsylvania Evening Post reported at the event where the – it sounds like a bunch of Freemasons were involved. When the rest of the city was concerned – uh, where, the service, when the, where the rest of the survey was concerned, however, many respondents did well in their understanding of U.S. history and civics. A whopping 82 percent correctly answered that the commander in chief of the military is the president of the United States. And a similar percentage, 82 percent identified the Star-Spangled Banner as the title of the national anthem. But, you know, the whole thing about it is, is that, you know, the civics lessons that we've not been taught in college and high schools any longer are really coming back to realize make us all realize just how messed up the educational system is in the United States. I mean, and again, a lot of these people have been naturalized. They may not have had the full indoctrination through the civics classes, which a lot of schools don't even teach anymore, but they should have learned all this stuff before they became citizens of the United States. You know, and there's another article that says declaring independence from the parasite caste. July 4th is upon us, and many Americans are excited to celebrate their so-called independence. And uh, this is from uh, Zero Hedge. It says, how will the fourth be different in 20 than from 2020? Having the past three years revealed the Americans not only take liberty for granted, but they readily reject it. Now we're talking about COVID again. Is it not the least bit curious that some, if not most, of those who will be setting off fireworks also beg to be locked down and masked? Yes, the frauds that our public health and democracy have been exposed over the past three years, but what's changed? Doubling down on the idiocy seems just as politically profitable as exposing it. So perhaps the talking heads have no interest in solutions. Their acolytes would rather be coddled than to be free. Likewise, have no interest in solutions beyond believing whatever makes them feel comfortable. How many more decades or centuries must pass before the following thoughts are understood? Now, here's some, here's some quotes. The average man does not want to be free. He simply wants to be safe. H.L. Mekin. Humanity does not care for freedom. The mass of the people realize they are not up to it. They just want to be fed, led amused, and above everything else, drilled, Joseph Strumpeter. Persons who are afraid to take on independent responsibility that necessarily goes with liberty want to be told what to do, when to do it. They seek order rather than uncertainty, and order comes at an opportunity cost they seem willing to bear in James Buchanan. Most people quite like being afraid of something, and many dislike freedom and the responsibility comes with it. Peter Hitchens. Now I'm going to stop for one second and dwell on that one. Most adults, people like being afraid of something. This is where this parasitic alt media comes in and the mainstream alt media comes in with the constant fear porn because people like to be scared. They like to be terrorized. A lot of people like to go to horribly, horribly sick satanic movies, but just be frightened. You know, people like to feel that energy and that adrenaline of, oh, my gosh, we have impending doom. And I'm not like that. I don't dwell on that stuff. I have no interest in bringing any of that stuff to you because I'm not part of that. I'm trying to bring, you know, you life and life abundantly. You know, I mean, you know, this this group of Goldman Sachs, the synagogue of Satan, the central banks, the Rothschilds, the Sabbateans, the Khazarians, the Druids, the spawn of Satan, the synagogue of Satan, you know, the Kabbalist Luciferian. They're the ones who want to bring fear to you. 
because fear immobilizes you and fear causes you to basically freeze up and basically stand there and watch as they're aiming the guns at you and they shoot you as you fall into the ditch for a mass grave. It's all fear. Fear does that. Of course, a lot of these people also that had happened to during World War One and World War Two, they I'm sure were very heavily drugged. So they could be just sit there and not even realize what was going on. But the truth of all of this stuff is that human beings need to focus on the good rather than the bad. We need to focus on what God has done for us rather than what we don't have. I've talked to people before, and they've been blessed beyond measure, shaken down, pressed together so their cup cannot contain it. And they cannot see the goodness anymore of what they have. They cannot see the goodness of God. They can only see negative stuff. There's a couple that I knew, Bob and Cindy Harrison. I knew them back from the 90s, and actually all the way back into the 80s. And it was interesting. They had audio tapes that they used to sell back then. And I, I met them I met them in like an 88 or 89. It's been a long time ago. And I remember they had a had they had developed into they had developed a really, really bad marriage when they were younger. And Cindy said in one of the audio tapes what she had done with Bob is you know, he was a businessman, an executive, that kind of guy, owned a car dealership, that she never looked at anything he did right. She was only looking at everything he did wrong. In other words, he wasn't perfect, so he couldn't please her. That's what she said. I'm, I'm paraphrasing her. And because she couldn't be pleased by him because he wasn't perfect, she could only dwell on the negative to try to give him constant correction on what he was doing wrong and what he needed to do. And their marriage started to come apart. Now, they had four or five kids. Great kids, by the way. But the problem was she couldn't see anything good in him. Finally, the Holy Spirit convicted her and said, dwell on the good things. Repeat the good things. Think about the good things that he has, that he's loyal, that he's trustworthy, that you know, he's, he's monogamous with you. He's a great dad. He's a great provider. Look at those things and dwell on those things, and they will become more important to you rather than the negative things. And Sharon and I listened to those audio cassettes way back when. We both did. And I, you know, I, started, I looked at Sharon and I said, you know, we've been married at that point about eight or nine years, seven or eight years or whatever it was. And I looked at her and I said, you know, Cindy's right. If we dwell on the good things that we both have and what we, what we bring to the table, we'll bring more to the table that way because we'll encourage one another. Let me give you another example. In nonprofit organizations and in any organization, including with health masters, 20% of our customers will do 80% of our volume as far as our total sales at health masters 2080 rule when it comes to a church 20 percent of the congregation is going to support 80 percent of the budget it's just the way it is and now you can fudge it around a little bit but it's always going to be about the same now here's what i've learned and this is something that most people don't get a lot of people come in and they bring in you know support teams etc cetera, etc cetera, to say let's go ahead and bring in somebody to get the 80 percent to support us better etc it doesn't work. It never has worked. It will never work. It doesn't happen like that. You bring a support team in to help the 20% realize what you're doing for them, and you give them excellent, excellent, excellent service. Many of you have my personal cell phone numbers. You, you've had it for years, and every once in a while, you guys will text me and ask me a specific question, or you'll, you'll ask, you know, ask Dr. Ted B at yahoo.com. You'll email me, and what happens is I, 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 call, I email you back, or I give you a solution to the problem, or I'll tell you to contact Steve. I always contact you back, always, always, always. Now, a lot of you send me links to stories that you want me to look at without any, basically anything, any content to the email. I may not answer you back on that because that's just a link, and a lot of times I'll post a link. But the reality is, is that I try to dwell and be positive with the people that are supporting health masters. I had a man just the other day contact me, Ron, and his daughter was having some health issues. 
And he said, can you please talk to her? And I said, sure. So I talked to her. We got the solution solved in just a couple of minutes. And, and, and what it was, it was nice because Ron's a good friend. He's a great guy. I love the brother. And, he, and he's there to support me. I'm there to support him. That's what Christianity is. As one hand washes another, it's synergy. You know, one plus one is equal to 10. You know, it's not the new common math. It's synergistic effect. You know, a quarter of three strands is not easily broken. All of these things happen on an ongoing basis on who we are in Christ. I remember, I know a lot of you guys don't like Joel Olstein, and I, I know Joel Olstein, but I haven't spoken to him in many years. But he said one, th- one time he said, he said, if you take 100 people, in a, or let's say 1,000, if you have 1,000 people in a group and they've never heard you speak before, he said that 25% of those people are going to hate you no matter what you say. No matter what you do, you can give them money, you can do whatever, they make a difference. You can free everything. They don't, they don't care. They hate you. The next 25% are going to hate you, but if you give them enough stuff, be, they can learn to love you. The next 25% are going to love you, but if, they, if you ever do anything wrong, they're going to hate you. He goes, the final 25% it doesn't make any difference. They're going to love you no matter what you do. And he goes, the focus here has to be on the 25% that's gonna, that are going to love you no matter what you do. In other words, if you make a mistake, they don't hold that against you. They say, you know, we love the Ted and Austin Brower show. They may have said something we don't agree with, but we still love those guys. And see, that's the group that I cater to more than any other group because I want you guys to realize that if you're going to be part of my solution, I'm going to be part of your solution. And we're all going to work together synergistically. That's why I pray with you guys on a regular basis. That's why I pray for you here all the time at the house because I want you guys to understand that I'm going to be part of the solution for you guys. I'll be part of your solution set. Because I want to be part of everything that you do in your lives, all the days of your life. That's why it's so important to me, to, you know, to be out here giving you a positive message and a positive mindset message today to let you guys know that, you know, sure, we had a bunch of Masons, you know, running, you know, was what happened in 1776. That's a fact. You know, Washington basically walked down the street in full Masonic garb. We know that, that big parade. We know all of that stuff. We know how the Capitol was laid out, you know, in, in, a, in a pentagram. We know all of that stuff. But we also realized this, that there were a lot of people involved in the independence movement that were strong-willed Christians who loved Jesus. And that's why we have such a strong constitution. It's because these other individuals also had input into it to make us realize that, you know, we, the people of the United States of America, you know, could do what we wanted to do. And we basically had the right to stand against tyranny from King George, and we didn't have to be under, you know, the boot of absolutism. And that's what we have right now in the United States. This same legislature that we were given has trampled our rights. The same president is completely and totally senile, has no idea where he is, and he's being run by an outside source. We all know that. But the reality is this. We still have Jesus, who is the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of our faith. And the United States has become much more resilient than they thought it would be. That's a fact. They thought they could bring us down a whole lot faster than this in 1933 when they started this mess. It's been almost 100 years. And now, mind you, they've compromised us. I was speaking to a, a woman yesterday, and she was asking, well, what's happened to all the alpha men in the United States? What's happened to the nuclear family in the United States? Why is it that so many people never get married anymore? And I had to explain to her what happened in 1933 with the Frankfurt School. I won't do that again because I've covered it many times. But I had to tell her how cultural Marxism crept into the United States, and it's slowly like a cancer eating away at the fabric of our society. But we as Christians have to stand our ground and say, no, this isn't happening, not on my watch. Now, in 100 years from now, it may happen. I spoke to another person the other day, and they, they told me, they said, well, my parents never took me to church. They were strong believers and strong Christians, but they never made me go to church. They let me make my own decision on that. Let me say something to you, parents. That's unbelievably a bad idea. 
it doesn't make any difference whether the kids want to go to church or not. The Bible says train up a child in the way they should go when they're old and not depart from it. Kids don't want to go to church on Sunday morning. They want to sleep in, period. They want to get. They want to stay in bed until noon. You got to drag their little butts out of bed at eight o'clock and get them dressed and get them ready to go and get them in church by ten o'clock or eleven o'clock and in Sunday school. They don't have an option with this. They have to go. And if we understand that, then we start to realize very, very quickly that if we train them up that way, they'll train their children up that way. And if all the children get trained up that way, it's going to be very, very difficult to take the United States down any further than they've already done it. The problem is let's go on vacation on Sundays. Let's go to the movies on Sundays. Let's go run around on Sundays. Let's go to the beach on Sundays. Let's go do all the stuff we want to do on Sundays, and let's not stay in church. It happens all the time. People get compromised. I try to go to church twice a week. I try to go on Saturday night. I try to go on Sunday morning. You say, well, that's a lot of church time. Well, no, not really. You know, each service is about an hour long. And that's, that's out of an entire week. It's not that much. But the reality is I love to praise and worship. And I love to hear a good sermon. And I know Pastor Wright from the Lutheran Church here in Winter Haven. He's one of the best speakers I've heard. He's excellent. I really enjoy his sermons, and they're quick. They're like 20 minutes. The other day I told you I went to that Orthodox church and the guy spoke for an hour and he was talking about how we had to be punished by God and all the other stuff and that, you know, we couldn't change unless we were punished. And he forgot that, you know, God says that he loves us. He's going to take care of us. That Satan comes to rob, kill, steal and destroy. But what will happen, though, is if you make certain decisions in your life and you have certain consequences from those decisions, you're going to deal with it. You know, you go drive drunk and you lose an arm. You get an accident. Do you know, you're probably God's not going to regrow that arm. You're probably going to be without an arm the rest of your life. You'll be with a prosthesis, you know, a prosthetic device. And, and what the problem is, is that people understand is that choices have consequences. And these consequences, sometimes they echo for an eternity. They do. You know, like if you don't accept Christ and you don't basically have a relationship with the most high God. And remember, God sees your individual self as an aggregate. He doesn't see you as an individual component of sin. He sees you as an individual and the overall purpose of your life and your relationship to him. That's why we have grace. You know, if we occasionally sin or we do something wrong, grace is sufficient for thee because grace is just grace. It's unmerited favor that God gave us. So if we sin, you know, God's grace is there for us. And he doesn't judge us by the individual sins. He judges us by the overall relationship that we have with him. You know, it's like a, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like you're on a curve, you know, an A plus, you're going to be, you know, really, you know, really obedient to God, doing what you, God wants you to do all the time. But it's kind of impossible to get 100 percent because you're always going to think something's different or you're going to say something that you shouldn't say. Or you're going to look at something you shouldn't look at or whatever's going to happen. And, but then again, you have different levels of this. And then God's list specific types of sin that you don't be, you shouldn't be doing at all. But the reality is this. It's an aggregate total of your relationship with God Almighty. That's what it's all about. And see, that's what people need to understand. It's the healing power of the blood of Jesus. It's the energy field that it creates, if you want to look at it from a physics standpoint, that permeates all of time space. It's that that we have that creates a clean heart in us because of the blood of Christ, because of what he did for us. He paid the price on the cross for you for all the sins you're ever going to commit. And we need to get that. And so, but the overall part of the heart is what we have to look at. I mean, what kind of relationship do you have? How often do you pray to God? How often do you ask for forgiveness? How often do you confess your sin to God? How often do you ask God to help you and direct you and guide you? He doesn't want a religion. He wants a relationship. He wants you to be part of his family. He wants it. So I mentioned this before on the show. You've got a phone in your bedroom that's a hotline to God. It's like the, you know, the, the, the God phone, I guess you could call it. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, but you know what I'm saying. And you pick it up and say, God, I need help. And it goes directly to the throne room, and, and God picks it up on the first ring. 
or he picks it up before it even rings. It says, hey, Ted, how can I help you? What do you need? You know, you're my friend. Or, hey, hey, Susan, or hey, Kathy, or hey, June, or hey, whatever your name is. Does make a difference? You know, well, how can I help you? Let me answer this prayer for you real quick. That's the relationship that you want. Dear Lord, I got, I've got to get my rent paid this month. Can you help me? Yes, I will. Here we go. And all that stuff is something that we need to understand that he will do for you if you have a relationship with him. So if you've got kids and you're not taking them to church and you're not teaching them how to have a relationship with him, why would you do that? Why would you not teach them how to, relation, how to have a relationship with the most high God? And, you know, in the prayer time is so very important. That's why I pray for you guys all the time. You've got to pray. You've got to pray like it's all up to God, and you've got to work like it's all up to you. You've got to stay focused and goal-oriented in everything you do. And it's, it's important that we understand that, especially here on the 4th of July. And, and you know, you know, and here's, the, here's a little bit more on this article. What, we, what began in 1776 as a manifesto for, for preserving voluntary exchange capitalism has been mutilated beyond recognition. The Declaration of Independence said, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Today, however, it's painfully obvious that our government, which was intended to secure these rights and is allegedly from the consent of the government, truly acts as if some are created more equally. The Declaration of Independence goes on to say that whatever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute a new government. However, the majority don't wish to alter or abolish the government. They wish to augment it. Unfortunately for the reader and the me and the long train of abuses and usurpations over the past three years weren't abuses enough for the majority. Sure, I could contact my elected officials, but it seems that the past three years are no different from the past two and a half centuries. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. Experts in justice, lawyers will say the Declaration of Independence isn't legally binding. But what about the oath of office that politicians and bureaucrats and members of the military swore to uphold? I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Protecting Americans from foreign enemies is to be congratulated. But killing domestic enemies is now seen as treasonous. I fail to see the consistency. No, I'm not advocating violence. I'm simply pointing out the hypocrisy in the land of the free. Only the experts in justice are allowed to interpret the Constitution. And we need to understand this. We have to realize that we as the people of the United States in the aggregate should have stood against the mask mandates. Now you're starting to understand, all of you who are listening, who criticized me in Austin for what happened with the masks. We should have had the ability to stand against being forced to take vaccinations. All of these things happened to us, and we sat back and we watched them happen without even thinking about what the ramifications were from a, how should I say, constitutional standpoint and the loss of our liberty and the erosion of our freedom. That's what we saw in the last three years. And that's why I wanted to bring this up again about COVID, is that we allowed the government to come in and lock us down. We allowed the government to shut down businesses. We allowed the government to put curfews out. We allowed the government to come in and arrest people for surfing or paddleboarding in the middle of the ocean because they were a threat to society. I mean, it's, un it's, un it's, un it's unreal to me what we just saw. But the American people, we're all, let's all pretend like that never happened. Let's pretend like it was no big deal. Who cares? Let's move on with it. All the people in government that were involved in this, including Donald Trump, who pushed Operation Warp Speed out the kazoo, who basically starts off 4th of July with a big F Joe Biden tweet last night, which I thought you guys would like that since you're Christians, a lot of you, and you support Trump. Just that lets you know where he's coming from with his heart and with his mind. You know, all these people that were involved in all of this stuff need to be held accountable for what they've done. We can't allow tyranny to enslave us like it has. 
Now, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, who basically is behind all of this stuff, who are behind them, are, above them are the Rothschild banking cartel, above them are the Sabbatian Kabbalists, above them are the synagogue of Satan, above them is Lucifer. All this stuff trickles down, and they want to enslave us. By 2030, they want to reduce the cars. By 2050, they want to have 25% of the cars on the road. And, and all this stuff is happening around us as we're watching it happen, and it's being forced upon us. Larry Fink basically came in you know, and said a couple of years ago that this change, this cultural degradation that he's pushing with transgenderism has to be forced on people, forced. Now he's trying to backtrack that because it's coming out that he said all that, head of BlackRock. All of these people who are involved in all this stuff, as far as I'm concerned, including Klaus Schwab, are the synagogue of Satan. You know, they are, all of them. And so we understand that. But the reality is, is that we still follow their guidelines. I'm not going to do that. You know, look at the green agenda that's happening, all the other crazy stuff, and the green deal, and all the other things that are out there being pushed by the United Nations with their 2030 agendas. You know, they, they poison us with chemtrails. They destroy us. You know, with what we're trying to do and what, what we're breathing and everything else because of the air quality with spraying us with like bugs and insects. And they tell us that the, the CO2 emissions that we're putting out are too high. They basically fly around with their private jets, which, by the way, are extremely expensive to use and to, to work with, to run, run. They do all that stuff and they turn right back around. And they say to us, well, you know, you, you can't drive a car anymore and you have to live in a 400 square foot you know, apartment and you, you basically have to eat bugs. That's what they want us to do, and they want us to be into a hive mind and connect us into it, and they don't want us to have freedom of choice anymore. And they said by 2030, you'll own nothing. You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy because we're going to change your, your DNA. This is what they say, but yet the people of America go, oh, that's just conspiracy theory. These guys run the international banking cartels and the central banks. They could pretty much do whatever they want to do if we don't get sound money back into the United States and we have constitutionally printed money you know, that we print ourselves that's not debt-based. They could do whatever they want to do because they control the M1 money supply and they can put us into hyperinflation or they can put us into depression by contracting or expanding the money supply. They have – we gave them that ability in 1913. It should have never happened. And if John Jacob Astor had not been killed on the Titanic, it never would have happened. And we've talked about that in depth. All of this stuff – is around us and permeating our culture and causing us this change and to see what we have going on right now in the United States with this transgender movement. That's a religious thing. It's the religious Kabbalists who believe God is an hermaphrodite that are pushing that, and now they're out in the open with it, but they won't talk about their religion. They won't talk about the red string around their wrist. They won't talk about the energy exchange they have with the demons. We talked about that in depth last Friday. All of these things are happening around us, and we need to be aware of it. And once we're aware of it, we can institute change, and we can realize it in all things we can bring honor and glory to God. But we've got to first realize what the problem is, and then we have to see the solution set. The solution set remains the same no matter what. We've got to get rid of the politicians that have done this, number one, which means we've got to have fair elections. And we have to fix the election machines. And number two, we have to keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus all the days of our life, and then we'll realize that we can do all things through him. For this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and we'll be glad in it. And we'll put on the full armor of God and we'll stand. We'll stand our ground regardless of what. And that's what we teach you on the show. That's what we'll always teach you on the show. I love you guys. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well said. 100% accurate on that, man. This is, you know, like you said at the end of the show, this is live. There's no script. I don't have a teleprompter here. Neither do you. And we're just continually doing the best we can to really bring the light so people can see it. You know, I had so much flack, like dad said earlier during COVID when stuff was going on. And then suddenly it was like every month, shoot, every week, 
it just seemed about with emails and customers that would come in, you know, especially in the height of it, like summer 2020. People would start emailing me and say, dude, you know, I think you guys may be onto something. You know, <laughs> maybe you are right about this. This doesn't make any sense. None of this is going on. You know, why are they taking, you know, bulldozers and bobcats and filling up the skate parks on the beach in California with sand? So nobody can go out there and skateboard on the beach during the midsummer. Why is this stuff happening? None of this makes any sense to me whatsoever. The answer is it wasn't supposed to make sense. It was designed not to make sense to see if people would blindly comply. And you think if the colonialists back then would have done the same thing, said, ah, man, you know what? They're sending a whole fire team in to take our ball and powder and rifles, guys. You know what? I, I don't. I don't want to deal with this. Let's just go along to get along with them. Just give them all the guns, give them all the ammo, and just let them let them do the thing. You wonder how much different this country would have been if it was still under the King George. Even though what we've watched happen now be compromised, but imagine that. You can't. You can't even own firearms, pretty much at all. I mean, there's certain permits for like over and under shotguns and stuff like that. But I mean, actual real firearms. I mean, you could legally buy belt-fed machine guns in the United States. It's a great country. It's a fantastic country. People just have to remember why it's fantastic and why it's so important to maintain our freedoms and our rights at any and all cost. And this is why it's so important to encourage the younger generation to really teach them because there's, there's a lot of stuff now. It's starting to really come to light, and people are having enough. I saw an article earlier here, and it was discussing how people in most workplaces now are not very happy about what's going on with the woke agenda and the diversity agenda they're doing. The stop being so woke is an article here from Ray Smith. He talks about how current and former diversity and HR heads are now hearing from numerous employees from businesses across the board that they're discouraged about what they view as lost momentum. Essentially, in people are pushing back, and they're sick of this now. They're tired of this inclusive nonsense that the vast majority of people don't want to be involved in, yet everybody seems to supposedly have to accept it. Yet none of it, again, makes any sense. When in recent history have we gone out and taken people that had a mental disorder like gender phoria, and we put them into some type of elevated protected class – that they get to do anything they want. They have different sets of rules and rights that essentially they're allowed to operate and do anything they want, and everybody has to pander to them. It's never, never happened before. I saw an article here earlier up in Michigan that a new hate speech bill actually passed the Michigan House of Representatives. HB 4474 would criminalize causing someone to feel threatened by words, including misusing someone's desired pronoun. Up to five years in prison as a felony and up to $10,000 fine if the violation results in bodily injury or severe mental anguish. Could you not? The actual perceived characteristics of another individual reference under subsection one include all the following race or color, religion, physical or mental disability, age, ethnicity, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression. They're blatantly saying right here that if 
you go out and you don't go along with somebody's mental disorder and their strange fantasy that they live in, that suddenly now if you cause them severe mental anguish, you could be charged with a felony. So the House of Representatives of Michigan just passed. I mean, this is laughable. This is laughable. You know, that this is actually happening, but then you kind of take a step back and you're like, oh, this isn't a joke. This isn't an old, you know, SNL comedy skit like you think it would in the old old days when they actually used to have funny ones that weren't so woke. Oh, they're actually trying to make it so people can be criminalized for saying things that people don't like. This is now explicitly allowing gender delusion to be used as essentially a protected hierarchy class that nobody can question. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. But yet, here we are right now. And this is why it is so important to continue to keep the younger generation updated to really let them know, like, this is what's going on, guys. This is the real truth that's happening. Because the longer that we go along, or I should say we, I said some groups of individuals, continue to pretend like this isn't happening and just, oh, well, we'll just see what happens. I'll tell you what happens. We already see what happens. You already know what's going to happen if this continues to go along, along this line. And so, again, it's so important to protect your children. Also, too, very important that you continue to protect them from these groomers that are starting to push this agenda. Because I've told you guys before, this whole subsection that's starting to grow now with this transgenderism, there's one direct goal with it. And it's grooming the children in multiple different directions. And a huge portion of this group is being pushed by pedophiles. Clear as day. I'm just being dead honest with you guys. I know a lot of people that basically are in law enforcement that do a lot of different work with undercover work. And they have told me that this entire agenda is getting this normalized right now. There's a film that just came out. I have not seen it yet, so I can't promote it until I go see it. But basically it was with Jim Caviezel, and Mel Gibson helped him with it. Apparently it's called Sound of Freedom, and it's really addressing and putting a spotlight on child trafficking. And uh, I'm probably going to go see it this week. I'll give you guys my honest opinion on it, but it's supposed to be – it's going to be a rough movie. It's not going to be something you're going to walk out of being like, oh, man, that was so fantastic. What a great comedy. It's, it's going to be intense. But the biggest thing that people need to understand is that you got to address this stuff. Just like <laughs> the beginning of the Revolutionary War, colonials could have gone, ah, you know what? I'm not, I don't really want to deal with this. You know, we got 700 British Army regulators coming. It just, dude, just let them do their thing. I don't, I don't want to have any problems. I don't want any conflict. I'm just going to go along to get along, kind of like people did during COVID. This is a problem. And this is something that does not go along with a republic. A republic is all about honor. It's maintaining your your strength. It's about maintaining your conviction. It's about stepping up and saying, no, 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 guys, this isn't right. This isn't okay. I know this isn't okay. I'm not going to pretend to go along with it. If this is something you're going to push, I can't physically stop you from being able to speak your mind just like you can't stop me. But I also do not have to go along quietly and continue to be sitting here and going, well, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to offend anybody. They're pretty offensive back in the day. Nobody really cared about anybody's feelings. That's a concept now that's very new to the United States is you have to walk around on pins and needles now, allegedly, and be all, oh, somebody's got anxiety now. Oh, somebody's got to have safe space. Oh, my gosh, they said something in my college class I don't agree with. I need to get the professor kicked out now because he said something I don't like. Like I talked to you guys about earlier last week, that university, they fired the professor. So he went into detail about biology and that men can't have babies. It's physically impossible. Four kids came out of the classroom, mad, stormed out of the classroom. 
filed a whole report on him. He ended up getting fired over it. That's how crazy it has gotten now in some of the schools. So be very cautious what schools your kids are going to, not just the younger generation, but also if they're going off to college. You know, do some research. A lot of these colleges, man, golly, they've gotten perverted and secular. I mean, it's a whole other level. So understand that, I mean, if you're wanting to go and you're wanting to grow and you're wanting to do something for a business, get licensed or get in a specific trade, you know, college isn't necessary or always necessarily a requirement. Dad and I have talked about that before. Going out and getting a $100,000 of student loan debt basically to get a bachelor's degree in underwater basket weaving or gender studies. I mean, I, I've gotten almost comical. I've seen these people have written these articles sometimes, these real liberal pages. They talk about, oh, how they, they, they find the market is so bad because they got their bachelor's degree and they have all these, these student loans. They got in gender studies and nobody will hire them. Well, yeah, no duh, ding dong, because nobody wants to deal with you. Obviously, you got a problem. Obviously, you're pushing an agenda. The fact you went to school for that shows you right there you're not clear-minded. <laughs> and so this is what's happening. And the, the entire student loan, we've talked about it before, that is an entire problem. That needs to be on the basis back to where you can bankrupt them again. That entire thing was all about banker enslavement, making children have super easy accessible loans that essentially they didn't have to pay and defer them until they got out of college. And then suddenly they have this lifelong debt and it doesn't hit them with reality until they're out of college. And suddenly they go, oh, I can't bankrupt these either. Oh, suddenly I've got to pay for this the rest of my life. It was predatory lending. It's the finest example. And again, came to you by the banker boys who use money magic, make money out of nothing through interest that is never printed, that is never loaned, and continue to enslave the population. Be very, very cautious with heavy debt, especially right now in the market. I saw an article earlier that was talking about how Airbnbs in Texas and in Arizona are just hemorrhaging cash. They're down like 50% in cash. And what happened was, and I, I warned some people about this, the Airbnbs and the VRBOs and the rental properties can be very lucrative. But I've known some people that got really leveraged out on these things. They start getting two and three in houses. All of a sudden, you start realizing you got a big nut to crack if that house doesn't get rented. If you don't get vacation rentals there, and all of a sudden you got a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage here, and a two thousand dollar mortgage here, and a twelve hundred dollar mortgage here, uh, it starts adding up. You know, so be very cautious getting involved in any big financial stuff right now without doing some due diligence and research. I highly encourage you that right now, and by all means, continue. To do your own research about everything. I can't encourage that anymore, Dad. What do you think? You know, Austin, the research is absolutely critical. We have to do that on everything that we say. That's why, you know, Austin and I, that's why Austin and I constantly read, you know, and research every single day. Even here we are on the 4th of July doing a live broadcast. Many of you are listening at the beach or you're having your family's house or you'll hear the show later, but we're here live. Health Masters is open this morning. And, you know, and we realize that it's important to service the customers and to be here for you guys and to pray for you guys and to give you new content on an ongoing basis like we do on the show. But, yes, everybody needs to be aware that research is critical. And when you see people that are basically putting out nothing but fear porn, I remember I told you we're not going to have World War Three. We're not going to have a nuclear confrontation with Russia. I, we've been hearing that joke now for a couple of years. It's simply not true. It, it, they're not, not going to destroy their own infrastructure. Well, why would they possibly do that? They're not going to do that. They want to control the world. They don't want to destroy it. They want to make everybody a slave. They don't want to destroy it. They want to reduce the population of, quote, unquote, the undesirables, I guess they would call us the parasite class instead of themselves. And so they can have the Hunger Game type scenario in which they only are the ones who are being fed you know, in their big cities. 
Another interesting article just came through, and all Mancow just sent me this. It says, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi routers can see people through walls and hear how it works. With the help of AI, the researchers are able to detect the movement of human bodies in a room using only Wi-Fi routers through the walls. Wow. AI turns Wi-Fi routers into cameras that can see through walls because it penetrates into through block and through metal unless you're sitting in a Faraday cage. So be very careful with your Wi-Fi routers and always remember to turn those things off at night. You know, always remember, turn your Wi-Fi routers off at night. I tell you that all the time. Austin tells you that all the time. You'll sleep much better unless you make more melatonin. A couple of scriptures for you. If the sun has set you free, you are free indeed. John 8, 36. That's right. Independence is wonderful. But the son is who sets us free, Jesus Christ. Here's another one you guys like, Psalms 91. Whoever dwells in the shadow of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Guys, rest in the shadow of the Almighty today. He is your rock. He is your truth. He is your life. And through him, all things were created. I love you guys. Have a wonderful Fourth of July. Austin, finish it up, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, 100%. And always remember, you know, the barbecues are fun today, the friends and parties, and everybody's going to be hanging out. But remember the spirit of the American Revolution, the American culture. That I mean, you've got some young guys back then. A lot of people forget to realize that, that a lot of the founding fathers, man, some of these guys were young. Some of them were teenagers. I mean, these, these weren't, I mean, some of the guys were older, you know, but a lot of these kids, man, they were just fighting for anything they had, fighting for it all. You know, like I said earlier, now you got 18-year-olds in college that have to go hold Play-Doh because somebody used the wrong pronoun. Gosh, how pathetic is that? So remember what built this country and encourage that. Breed that again in your children. Continually instill that. Teach them combatives. Teach them protection of others that may not be as strong as them. Teach them to stand up for what they truly believe in their conviction. And teach them what convictions are, what they truly believe. Ask them questions. Ask them things. Engage them by all means. This is one of the last generations we have a chance to do that on. It really is. You know, just if this continue to happen, it continues to go down this line for a couple more generations, there will be no more little Americans. And so it's our duty, our job, whether you've got kids, whether you've got grandkids, whether you've got friends' kids. I always do the same with friends' kids when they're hanging out. I'll do the same thing. I'll encourage them. I'll, treat, I'll, I'll give them information. I'll talk to them. And I'm, I do that all the time. And so I encourage you all to do the same. And thank you again for the continued support of healthmasters.com. Bring, helps us bring us this show to you every single day live. Mentioned <laughs> with no commercials, no ads, no breaks, no waste of time. I'm not going to stop every 10 minutes and oh, a word from our sponsors. This show is sponsored by Pfizer. I mean, come on, guys. You see stuff like that. It's so compromised to some of these alt media guys, <laughs> stuff they do. So, again, this is why we do it. And thank you for supporting Health Masters Freedom 5 coupon. As I mentioned earlier, Freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, the number five. Use that on any non-sale items on the website. That'll be good till midnight tonight on July 4th. And continue to you know, forward these shows. If you can't forward these shows or you feel like somebody's going to you know, it's too much to handle, at least send them some of the articles. We post articles every single day that we talk about on the show. And there's a lot of different stuff. I have people all the time send me texts and they go, hey, what's that one article you brought up? I try to save a lot of stuff the best I can. Granted, I have a plethora of articles and papers that 
constantly pile up that I got to sift through all the time from doing this every single day. So that's why we put it on the website for you guys to have immediate access to it on a daily basis so you can forward that stuff to other people and encourage them. And I, all the time, I've sent stuff out to people. If I know they're kind of on the edge with something or they're curious, I'll, I'll send them an article and say, look at this. Look at this new research study. I did the same thing, especially with sucralose. I mean, that's causing DNA damage. I mean, this stuff's already bad enough. It wrecks your colon. It wrecks your gut floor. It wrecks your kidneys. Now it causes DNA damage. But yet, it's been approved. It's been in food for decades now. Look at what's on the label. Read the ingredients. If it's got a paragraph and half the stuff you can't even pronounce, probably a good indication you don't want to put it in your body. So keep your body strong. Try the Berberine Ultimate if you're working on your blood sugar, working on burning body fat right now. It's on sale right now. It's product of the week, healthmasters.com. Y'all have a fantastic Independence Day, July 4th. Encourage one another to talk about the history, Declaration of Independence. Bring it up. Bring the topics up. Continue to have conversations with one another. I really appreciate all of you. Have a blessed, safe, awesome day. Stay safe tonight if you guys are going to be launching stuff off in the sky. Be very careful and have a fantastic evening, a blessed evening. And we'll talk to you again on this show, as always, tomorrow. Have a blessed evening, my friends, and happy July 4th. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>